Do you have a side hustle or business that you're ready to take to the next level? In my opinion, one of the most valuable assets as a business of any size, whether you're just starting out or have been hammering on for years, is a website. Whether it's a simple landing page with just the basics or a full-fledged site with a blog and store, having a place where people can search and discover you online makes your business immediately look more credible. If it's the fear of having to fork over thousands of dollars to a professional to build one for you that's holding you back, I have a little secret for you. You can build your own website today without any knowledge of coding or fancy schmancy tech skills using Squarespace. Trust me, if I can do it, so can you. Not only did I build my own Coach Kaya website, but I also built my family's Twistleman Ranch website, the Backroad Cowgirls digital series website, and countless more using Squarespace's simple, easy-to-use templates that made it a breeze to get a website launched and ready to welcome new customers. Time to take that business of yours to new levels. Click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Squarespace today. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. I am so, so happy that you're here. I hope you're having the most amazing day. And if you're not having the most amazing day, um, guess what? You're probably going to wake up tomorrow. So hopefully today's a little bit better, but remember that perspective is powerful and our thoughts dictate our mood, how we feel, and where we choose to focus our energy. So quick reminder to you that one thing you are in control of today is your perspective. So even if it's a crappy day, maybe there's a lesson to be learned in here that will serve you in the future. But anyhow, now today I want to talk to you about um, a sourdough. Listen, stay with me here, even if you're not a baker and have no interest in sourdough, okay? Because that was me a couple weeks ago. Actually, I've always loved baking, but the sourdough thing is fresh, fresh to me. Now, to give you a little bit of back context before we jump into the episode, earlier, I guess it was last month um, as at the time that I'm recording this, that I guest coached at my friend Natalie Kavorik's Rural Rooted Retreat in Texas. And one of the attendees from Northern California wine country, Sarah, gifted everyone at the retreat a sourdough starter kit with this breathable hand-sewn lid that she makes. She puts together these sourdough kits. So if you want to try one for yourself, there's actually a link in the show notes where you can do that. Now, I feel like I am a little late to the game. You know, I thought, I think sourdough and sourdough starters were really popular, especially during the height of COVID. And I know a lot of people in my circles, at least, that have been doing this for a while now. And I never hopped on the bandwagon, okay? But since I was gifted the sourdough starter kit, I decided, you know, what the heck? Why not give it a try? So over the past couple of weeks, I've officially attempted to start my own sourdough and be part of this sourdough starter club. Okay. There's not an official club. Actually, there probably is an official club. If there is, I'm not in it. When I say club, I just mean people that are doing this in their own homes. (laughs) Now, through this process, my friends, I have learned three valuable life lessons and I'm less than two weeks in. Okay. So there are more lessons in store. I can only hope. Now, I want you to keep listening to this episode because I do think these life lessons are relevant. Whether you give a hoot about sourdough starter or not, whether you plan to ever do it, but I want to share these lessons with you. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way. 
mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now, let's get climbing. Okay, now before we continue with the life lessons that my sourdough starter has taught me, I feel like I should introduce you to her my sourdough starter. And yes, she is a girl. Okay. Someone told me on Instagram, so it must be true that it is a tradition that you have to name your sourdough starter. I mean, it is a living organism. I I mean, I think so, right? It's yeast, yeast. It's, it's living, it's a living like bacteria. No, listen, don't follow me for science tips. Okay. (laughs) Um, but it is a living thing. I have to feed her every single morning and it's, it's this fermenting thing. Anyways, we're going to get beyond that because I don't know what I'm talking about really. But you have to name your sourdough, okay? Back to what matters. You have to name your sourdough starter, apparently. So I was sitting on the couch one day and I was like, okay, I need to name my sourdough starter. What should I name her? And I look over to my husband and he said, hmm, she's a little yeasty. Maybe you could name her Summer's Eve. (laughs) Now, the reason he said Summer's Eve is because in case you aren't aware, there is a feminine wash company called Summer's Eve. Okay. And he said, she's a little yeasty. So why not name her Summer's Eve? And to some of you that are listening, you're like, oh my God, that's disgusting. And the other half of you are probably laughing at that. So, um, yeah, my sourdough starter is officially named Summer in honor of the feminine wash. They're both a little yeasty. (laughs) So Summer, the sourdough starter. Now you have officially met Summer. She's great. And she's taught me a lot in this process. Now to back up, what is a sourdough starter? If you were to buy a sourdough starter kit, what you would get is this dehydrated sourdough. And to start it, you have to activate the yeast inside of it. And the way that you do that is by adding water and flour. And then you let it rest on your counter for 24 hours. Then you discard most of it. And then you feed it again more water and flour. And it becomes this process until the sourdough starter, it takes about a week or so, becomes bubbly and is fully activated. And then once it's activated, you can use the discard from the sourdough in all sorts of recipes beyond just sourdough bread. You could do it in pancakes, cookies, cakes, muffins, crackers, all sorts of things. And I'm very new to this process. So I'm learning as I go here. I've so far made two recipes. I made sourdough pancakes, which were phenomenal, so fluffy and delicious. And the second thing I attempted was sourdough crackers just last night. You know what? I'm going to give myself a B minus on those, mostly because I read the ingredient measurements wrong. So I'm not going to hate on the recipe. That was definitely a chef error on my part. So I'm going to give it another try. Now, the sourdough starter process has been an interesting one. And if you follow me on Instagram, you have been able to see the behind the scene process, which I have been sharing in my stories on a daily basis. Which brings me to my first lesson, lesson one that Summer the Sourdough Starter has taught me. You must be willing to be bad at something in order to get good at something. You must be willing to be bad at something in order to get good at something. I told you all that I'm new to this sourdough starter game, and I will admit it was a little intimidating, okay? It was just a few days in, and I felt like something was going very wrong because in the pictures and videos I saw of other sourdough starters, mine was not looking like it. And I showed up every single morning with my video of the process of my sourdough starter, and things were going south, very south. I was convinced I had killed Summer before she was really even able to be fully revived. And guess what happened? I made mistakes publicly and I got so much incredible feedback and support from people that saw me messing up publicly. Turns out 
sourdough starters like certain types of flour, not the bleached kind, okay? If you are wanting to start sourdough, use unbleached flour. Um, That was something that I changed and it definitely helped. And this is the thing. I was not very good at this process at the beginning, but and I and I will say, as an achiever, as as I am, if you guys have listened to past episodes, you know that I am Enneagram three. If you guys are familiar with the Enneagram, and I really value being successful and good at things. Okay, and this was a very humbling experience because I was not very good at it, and I can't even say that I'm good at it yet because I'm barely two weeks in. But this is the thing. It was just such a beautiful reminder because I was like, dang it, why am I doing this? I am so bad at this. I should not have done this. I look like such a fool. And then I remembered, oh, wait, Kaya, how many times have you done this before? Oh, zero? You've you've never done this before? Maybe you should stop expecting yourself to be a professional right at the beginning. That seems so simple and obvious, but I know that I forget that. And I have a feeling that some of you listening forget that too. I think the fear of being bad at something stops so many of us from ever even trying in the first place. Because here's the truth. You're probably going to be really, really bad at that new thing that you want to try. Whether it's podcasting or parenting or starting a business or making sourdough bread, whatever that brand new thing is that you're going to try, odds are you're not going to be perfect and great at it right out the get-go. And why would you be? It's your first time. We really have to be willing to be terrible and suck at something before we can get good at it. Because you know how you get good at something? By making mistakes, by failing over and over again and learning through that process. I think that this fear of failure stops so many of us in our tracks from ever even listening to the little whisper of that dream or idea or concept that we kind of think would be kind of cool to try, but then we talk ourselves out of it because we we don't think we're going to be very good. And you're not. You're not going to be good at it unless you're willing to be bad at it first. It is okay to make mistakes. In fact, the only way to make progress in any area of your life is to make mistakes. It's also okay to ask for help. You are trying something new. And guess what? There's a lot of people that have probably done that thing you want to do before you. And instead of being intimidated at how bad you are compared to them, say, wow, they've done this. They've done this successfully. I bet you they have some wisdom to share that I can glean from. Whether that's starting sourdough and asking a friend who's done it before, or if it's starting a business. Guess what? When I first started my business, I knew nothing. I learned so much still every single day. But there are a lot of really phenomenal entrepreneurs out there in the world who are killing it, who have made all of the mistakes that I've made and got to the other side of them. And guess what? A lot of them have books and podcasts and things that I can listen to and learn from in the process. I can learn from other people's failures just as I can learn from my own. I want you guys to challenge this thought, okay? This thought that if I fail, I'm a failure. No, no, no. If you fail and you're willing to continue to fail, that's actually going to be what makes you successful. Success is is not getting it right all the time. Success is actually just this mountaintop of failures that you're standing on. But you failed and you had the willingness, the determination, the discipline to stand back up on the other side of that failure and say, what have I learned from this and how can I take that with me to the next step, to the next level? I believe that other people won't judge you for making mistakes unless they're already insecure in themselves. People that put other people down are usually the most insecure people, okay? I want you to keep that in mind. 
if someone ever talks smack about you or puts you down for any reason. People that judge other people are typically the most insecure people, okay? I have found that when I've been willing to make mistakes and try something new, other people, especially other people who have done it successfully, will oftentimes cheer you on will cheer you on for trying something new and making mistakes. And I've even experienced this with my sourdough starter. I have got some friends that are crushing it. I have a friend who has had a sourdough starter they have kept alive for over 30 years, okay? And everybody that I know in the sourdough world has done nothing but give me great tips and advice and cheer me on as I start this journey. And this is not just applicable to sourdough. It feels so funny that I'm sharing life lessons about a sourdough starter that's not even two weeks old. But y'all, this is applicable in so many different areas. Lesson one, you must be willing to be bad at something in order to get good at something. My challenge for you is to go and be really bad at something. That seems silly, but I want you to go fail at something and learn from it and fail again and fail again and fail again until you're good at it because that's the only way to get good. You got to first be bad. Okay. Lesson number two, good things take time. Let me tell you about bread. Let me tell you about bread. Bread is um, not for people that value instant gratification, which I definitely do, let's be honest. You know, like when you're baking something, you're like, okay, great. I'm hungry for a cookie. I'm going to go bake a cookie so that in a few minutes I can eat a cookie. Well, guess what? Bread is not so, it's not so uh, satisfying instantly satisfying. Okay. It takes time. Now I have not actually made a sourdough loaf yet, but you know what I have done? I've looked online at the recipe for the process and it is a multi-day process and I'm going to attempt to make a sourdough loaf and it could go terribly wrong. But as we've already talked about in lesson one, I'm willing to be really terrible in order to get better at something. But the other thing I need to be ready for is the fact that good things take time which means that getting good is going to take time, which means that even making my first loaf, which might be terrible, will also take time. Because guess what? If you're making something with yeast, it's got to have time to rise. It's got to have patience. And now listen, I could easily go to the grocery store and buy a loaf of delicious sourdough bread for less than $5. In fact, there's a local sourdough company here called San Luis Sourdough which is so freaking delicious. They've nailed it. I don't know why I'm trying to make my own because they've perfected it. But buying a loaf of sourdough off of the shelves, I don't think is as satisfying as understanding and experiencing the process and the work that goes into making it yourself. Now, I'm going to try this, okay? But I'm not going to promise that I'm going to be a sourdough mom for the rest of my life, okay? But I am using this as an experience to try something new. And I think it's a reminder to me in this process that good things take time. And this applies to so many things in life. Building a business, a successful, thriving business also takes time. Making progress in your health journey takes time. And that's the hardest part of it, I think. You know, I think that we're all hardwired for instant gratification. We are. That's why we love to eat um, junk food, for example. It's instantly gratifying the taste and the the fats and salts and sweets inside of food gives us instant gratification. It actually releases hormones in our brain that says, woo, that was fun instantly. However, long-term gratification, learning how to wait things out to endure discomfort and pain in the short term for the long-term benefits, that's harder. It takes patience. It takes discipline. It takes a willingness to show up 
and have it be uncomfortable because you know that it's going to pay off later. You have to keep the end in mind. We really overestimate what we can accomplish in a day, what we can accomplish in a week, and we drastically underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. I want you guys to trust the process and allow things to rise, okay, to keep showing up and trust that those baby steps that you're taking and the patience that you're enduring is going to pay off, okay? Going to the gym once is not going to change your health. Going to the gym for a full week, not going to drastically change your health, but going to the gym for a month, six months, a year, making time for movement, it is going to make a big impact. But you got to be willing to trust the process. Good things take time. Lasting transformations take time. Making sourdough takes time. See, it's all connected. (laughs) So lesson number two from my sourdough starter, good things take time. Ever thought about having your own podcast? From one podcaster to another aspiring podcaster, I think you should totally go for it. Your story and wisdom deserves to be shared. And the good news is you don't have to go it alone. Full transparency, my podcast would not be possible every week without the support of my incredible podcast producer and manager, Jill Carr. She helped me bring my vision to life by helping me handle all the behind the scenes tech to launch it into the world. If you're looking to take to the mic and launch your own show, but the tech logistics and launch process are leaving you feeling overwhelmed and intimidated, I can't recommend Jill Carr podcasting enough to support you. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about her services and how she can help bring your podcast vision to life. Which brings me to our last lesson. The best part of learning something new is being able to share it. Just yesterday, I decided my sourdough starter, I think, is at a good, healthy place. And I decided, you know what? I wonder if my mom would like to enjoy this process with me. So I took the discard of my sourdough starter. I basically cut summer in half and I put her in a mason jar with a lid with a a breathable cover. I fed it and I put a sticky note on the outside of it that said how to take care of it. And I took it out to the ranch to give my mom so that she can have her own sourdough starter too. Basically, my sourdough starter summer had a baby and I decided that her baby that I gave my mom, that baby's name is now Eve. Summer officially has an Eve. So my mom has Summer's Eve now, the sourdough starter. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if my mom's going to keep Eve alive or if my mom's going to find a lot of joy in this process. However, there is something special about being able to learn something new and to share it with a friend or share it with someone else that is interested. And the other thing I want to remind you of, because I mentioned this already, I am not a pro when it comes to sourdough starters. I'm barely into this process, but I have successfully started a sourdough, which means I'm one step ahead of where my mom is at. And I say this to remind you that in order to teach someone something, you only need to be one step ahead of them. In order to teach someone something, you only need to be one step ahead of them. I think a lot of us assume that in order for us to be a coach, to give advice, to add value to other people, we must be an expert in all the things, in all the ways. But you don't. In order to help someone, all you got to know is one step ahead of where they're at in order to support them. And I think that's really, really helpful because I think a lot of us hold ourselves back from stepping into that place of service because we're afraid that we are not qualified. We have that imposter syndrome of, well, who am I to teach someone 
how to do that thing. I am not an expert. There's thousands of other people that know more about this than I do. But guess what? If you know one step more than they do, you have value to offer. And that is so helpful. In fact, I think sometimes learning from someone who's just a few steps ahead of you is easier and better. It's more relatable. Can you imagine someone who works at like, I don't know, a Michelin star restaurant trying to teach someone who barely knows how to use a whisk? The gap between those two is so far, it'd be much less intimidating to learn from someone who's just a few steps ahead of you, in my opinion. In order to teach someone something, you only need to be one, two, three steps ahead of them. Now, it's kind of fun though to be able to be doing this sourdough starter and now to be able to pass it along to my mom. It's like we get to be on this journey together. And I just think that wisdom is so much fun when we can share it with someone. And that can be about anything in life. Your experiences that you've walked through are so, so valuable and they can offer so much to the people around you, whether it's your friends, your family members, your coworkers, or your clients, if you happen to have a business. And I want to remind you that if you do have a small business, if you are one, two, three steps ahead of where the clients are that you're serving, that is beautiful and you have so much value to offer them. So to recap, the three life lessons that I have learned thus far from Summer, the sourdough starter are number one, you must be willing to be bad at something in order to get good at something. Lesson number two, good things take time. And lesson number three, the best part of learning something new is being able to share it. So I'm sure that by now you are feeling very inspired to start your own sourdough. I mean, maybe not, but maybe you are. And if you are interested, I have linked the sourdough starter kit that I used in the show notes. So if you want to grab a sourdough starter kit of your own, you can check out riverterraceranch.com and grab the same one that I got from my friend Sarah in Northern California. It has been Simple for me, a learning process for sure, but she has all the instructions laid out, some great tips on her social media as well. And I recommend you join this journey with me because it's been fun to do so far. And who knows, you might even learn some life lessons in the process. In the meantime, my sweet friends, I'm going to keep baking away with summer and I'm sending you so, so much love. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and share it with a friend if you think that someone could get something out of this too. I love y'all so much. I'm sending you so, so much love to wherever you're at in the world. I'll see you next week, right here, same time, same place. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.